to the 19th hole, the 19th hole, I'm at the 19th hole, fellowshipping with a few folks, my game was on, so I wanna buy a few strokes, cognac and a few totes, we gon' talk about our views and at the news post, whether a whole little one or triple bogey, sit down at the round table, get to know me. Black excellence, living holy. Golf carts get driven slowly while we picking stogies. We at the clubhouse. Welcome back to the 19th hole. I'm your host, Warren Hardy. Got my partner in crime, Mr. J. Reed, Mansoor Reed, the golfer pro himself. Got a very special guest in the house today. Golf pro extraordinaire, Mr. Ivan Smith. Hey, I, I honestly think that I'm No, 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 no. You're just good. I don't care. You could be fucking purple. <laughs> You're just a good teacher. You just get You know why? So, how you doing today, man? I'm good. I'm good. You doing all right? Good to be here. Good to be here. Man, thank you for blessing us with your presence today. Oh, yeah. Man, before we get going, um, as always, uh, Reed, man, let the folks know um, what we're smoking today. Well, today, since we had a very special guest, I figured we would uh, smoke the Flor de Las Antillas, which was the uh, number one cigar back in 2012. Okay. And uh, it's a Nicaraguan cigar, sun-grown wrapper. Uh, perfect breakfast cigar, so see what it does throughout the show. No doubt. So far, I think the introduction is pretty good. What do you think about it? I love it. It's real smooth, uh, easy. Basically, first thing in the morning, real, real good to kind of, kind of mellow, mellow out. Yeah, yeah, mellow out. Sometimes we need it when we're doing a oh, show, too. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. It, it don't hurt. Oh, yeah. So, man, just let's just jump right into it. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, uh, you know, where you're from. All the, I mean, we were talking earlier, you said you played a little ball, baseball. A little baseball, is. yeah, a little baseball. So my sports background is very much from a baseball perspective. Uh-huh. Uh, played it my whole life. Uh, as I kind of fizzled out at, after my minor league career, I needed something to minor. So wait, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, five years in the Padres and Angels organization. Come on, man. Many, many moons ago, though. Many, many moons ago. <laughs> but you played. Oh, yeah. You played at that level. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that mindset of being an athlete, it always is – I was never the most talented, right? Mm-hmm. I was always, I wanted to work hard to keep on playing. I just want to work hard to keep on playing. And, you know, after high school, it became college. After college, it became, you know, minor league baseball. And it's kept on trying to work hard to get to the next level. So right. that kind of helped my work ethic and what I do today. It's okay. Like, nobody's going to outwork me, you know that? Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. So. It's funny. We had, um, we had Brandon LaFell, mm-hmm. um, football player, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Super Bowl champ on the show a couple weeks ago. And, he kind of echoed some of those same comments as, you know, just the professional work ethic. Oh yeah, for that sport. Oh yeah, and then he actually said that the that same work ethic went into golf. Oh yeah, it's so, very very much so. So it, it's a a gift and a curse. You know, everybody likes to call it that mama mentality, right? Is that when you really really want something, right? It drives you like so much. So you think about it right before bed. You think about when you get up. You plan your day out accordingly yeah. to that you know and it drops you man it makes you kind of tunnel vision if you will mm-hmm. yeah so growing up playing ball mm-hmm. said you played shortstop second base yep. i mean you're in the heat up oh yeah oh yeah you know. um that's great again congrats on that man like i say it's good to just brothers in that sport oh yeah it ain't many of us no. <laughs> so for the ones that are are there you know i take my hat off to them oh, a yeah. lot of respect to those guys so man i, I appreciate keep, your contribution today I, man i keep on picking sports but there ain't too many of us around right? <laughs> <laughs> well we about to fast forward to another one right now so you're i mean so i mean you're you're a golf prof- pro professional coach right, right right that's what you do that's oh yeah that's how you make your living that's it right yeah 
So when did you make the switch so, from, from baseball to golf? Very much so. Uh, one of my really, really good friends, uh, he was a golf pro at Jersey Meadow here in like Jersey Village, Texas. Yeah. 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 So, and then I would get into those money games with those guys that were better than me. And then I basically was just paying out, paying out, paying out every week, every week. And I just got tired of it, right? So as you're doing it, <laughs> I've been there before. That, <laughs> that, that frustration sets in. and then they still there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that frustration sets in. And then that, that athlete mentality kicks in. Mm-hmm. Like, man, I'm tired of losing, right? Like, I need to do what I need to do to get right. better. And on that journey of getting better is where, like, I started researching golf swing and started getting involved into, like, the bells and whistles of it, right? Right. And that was my calling is I always wanted to get better. So I just kept on trial and error, you know, trying this, trying that. And this is where we are today, right? Right. So what was the what was the process in actually becoming a, a, a I guess you would say, just a professional golf instructor? Okay. Right? What, so what, what does that look it's, like? It's different in different routes that you can take. Mine was... I wouldn't suggest it to anybody. My right. route was a little harder. Um, so I had a good paying job. I loved it, and, you know, and I kept on thinking about golf all day long, all day long. So even on my days off, that's the first thing I would do is go to the golf course. Of course, I was going to lose money, but <laughs> <laughs> but that was my enjoyment, right? Shaking, shaking, what's that? What's that? What's that? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Go ahead. So and then. My whole life, people have told me kind of what to do. You always got to answer to somebody, right? Right. So even in the minors, after the game, busting 15, so you got to be showered up and ready to go, right? So I got to the point in my life where I was just like, you know, I've done everything that everybody else wanted me to do. It's time for me to do what I want to do. Right, right, right. So just that, I was just like, okay, let's start from the bottom. So I went from, you know, being a successful business banker to going working in a cart barn at, for eight dollars an hour, and you know just grinding, man. So worked my way from there to getting some shifts in the golf shop mm-hmm. to you know I even had to get another job at Golf Galaxy in the Galleria retail spot. Yeah, so I was cart boy in the morning, club tech at night, wake up do it all over again. Okay, yeah. So uh, a real good friend of mine who was the the pro at Golf Galaxy, knew of an opportunity at River Ridge in Sealy, Texas, in the, out in the middle of nowhere. Okay. So he said, you need to go interview for that job. You need to go interview for that job. I think you can get it. So went in, did the interview. Within like 15 minutes, the guy said, when can you start? I was like, Monday. He's like, okay, we got you down Monday. I was like, one thing led to another. And it was just from there. So, Demi, so did you have to go and do like any additional training? So... So it's very much my role was like you got different little aspects of it, right? You uh-huh. got you can go into they have programs now in college where you got the PGA program where you can go through it and get your you know your teaching card and all that stuff. Okay, mine was like the old school apprentice. I was worked under somebody mm-hmm. and he kind of guided me every day. So yeah, and then you applied for it. Oh yeah, just just applied for it and just kept on working. And, and that's when that athlete mentality came in. I want to outwork everybody. I want to make sure you know. Just, me being me and not looking like the masses, mm-hmm. you got to work even more harder than than you do if if you know in this game. Oh yeah, in this and in this life, not just in this game. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Man, that's okay. So it's just not handed over. I mean, you oh, just no. can't go. You no. just can't. No, you got to you got to actually work for it. And then so because you're teaching essentially somebody who just doesn't play. Right. 
they're they're coming to you to say, help me yes. become better in this game. Yes. Very so, much so. Very yeah. much so. And the whole thing with the uh like teaching aspect of it is that coach player relationship, you're on a journey together. Right? Okay. So it's all about finding a common ground and getting better. So my my biggest claim is that everybody wants to swing it like Tiger or Rory or DJ, but everybody's body is not built that way, right? right. So you can only swing the way that your body's going to allow you to swing. You think I can swing it like the shampoo? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> I just asked Probably you. not. Okay. okay. But keep going. Yeah. But it, it's, it's all about swinging within yourself, right? Yeah. Right. If your body is only allow you to make so much of a shoulder turn or body turn, that's that's it. So we got to get you to fire from there and do it and repeat it and enjoy it, right? Nobody wants to give me, you know, eighty, a hundred dollars an hour to go out there and struggle and shoot a hundred and twenty. Right? right. You want to see signs, so it's it's little bit of checkpoints along the way that we try to get you there. So you're not necessarily out there changing no one swing. You're finding what works for that individual. Very much so. Very yeah. much so. Uh, my, I like to finesse what you naturally do, and we fix it from there, right? Everybody, it, it's too late in the game for everybody to try to scrap it and start all over. Nobody has time to do that, right? You time or patience, right? You don't. Yeah. yeah. And, that's, and that's one thing that, that's one reason why we started this show. Mm -hmm. um, the circle that we run with here, I think everybody's kind of in the same demographic, socioeconomically and all, and all that above. I mean, working, family, kids. But we love the game. Nobody has time to just scrap it. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. You have to do the work. Yeah, yeah. There's work. But then there's also, I want to be clear about this, there's also a certain amount of work that that I could I, I could only do in a week. Yes. Yes. Because of other things that are, that are pulling. Oh, yeah. Right? You got you to keep the lights on at the house, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Absolutely. But we love the game. That's why we, we have the 19th hole. Mm -hmm. uh, this is, you know, this is our clubhouse. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I think that's why, like, simulators have become so popular. Like, we have one of my buddies, he put a simulator in his garage, mm -hmm. which yep. allows him, he doesn't have to make that drive to go somewhere. He can go out with kids and families, you know, after dinner, they put the bed. He can, you know, play practice 30 minutes or whatnot. I think that's something that uh, that I might look into myself. Oh, yeah. That's, that's very key. So, as an instructor, it's, you know, people talk about muscle memory. It's no such thing as muscle memory. Mm -hmm. But it's that repetition of... You know, even when you swing, if you just swing a hundred swings a day, no yeah. golf ball, that's that that modal pattern that you want to develop, right? Right. Yeah, and and it becomes easier. Yeah, it becomes very much easier. Do you find it? Mm -hmm. Do you find it because you played baseball at a high level? When you talk about your swing, mm -hmm. that helped you for for your golf swing more or less. Yeah. Was, yes was, and no. Was there a lot you had to change? It was a lot. So the baseball swing and the golf swing are on two different planes, right? So, but the knowledge of having a swinging sport background, you know how to get to impact and what that feels like. Right now, coming from a different, more of a rounded plane, it changes mm -hmm. from more of a you know parallel kind of plane. Gotcha. Yeah, but the knowledge of swinging and swinging hard and imbalance, that was that was key in my transition. Gotcha. Yeah. So okay, interesting. Yeah. Now I want to I want to switch gears now. Okay. Uh, you're a black. Golf pro, right? Yes. I want to, I mean, first time I met you at Falcon Point, I said earlier, when uh, some of my buddies that you're close with, when they introduced me to you, mm -hmm. I was like, I was, I was shocked. Like, man, it's a brother up here. 
<laughs> he's cool. He know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. You don't see that. Right. I've been to hundreds of country clubs, golf clubs, and there's quite few of us. Yes. I remember times where we've gone on golf trips and we showed up to the clubhouse and we tend deep. Yeah. And they're looking like, uh, can we help you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You can help us. Oh, yeah. Unload our bags because yeah. we got a tea time. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But as a, as a pro, mm-hmm. I mean, especially from an instructional standpoint, how have you... How have you dealt with the adversities in that in that arena? Well, it's been a lot. So take what you are saying about just going up to show up and play. Yeah. You know, how, how do you get the looks? Imagine instructing. And then let's make it take it one step further. You know, I got guys that are chasing a tour. I go out there. So that fraternity is already small. Mm-hmm. You move up a level, it gets smaller. You get to the top tier, it's almost non-existent, mm-hmm. Right. So you imagine the, the adversities and, and the, uh, the challenges you got to face. Because when I show up on the driving range as an instructor, uh-huh. you know, everybody kind of wants to see, well, is he a caddy? Is he the constructor? Is he the manager? What is he doing? And then I get behind my athletes. You show up smooth, by the way. Right, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you got your hand in your pocket. Oh, yeah. You know, right. I've seen right. it. But there's no sudden movements. I don't know anything. I kind of robbed the place sometimes. But right. I'm just teased. But it's... That that small fraternity, mm-hmm. and me and my guy who's chasing the tour, Christian, he came from the background of, he's just like us. He didn't come from a lot of money. He played at a nine-hole Muni, uh, Fort Bend Country Club, which is not even around anymore. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So our theory is when we get there, everybody's looking at me because I don't look like anybody else out there. Everybody's looking at him because he's the... Uh, He's the pupil. Right. Right? Like, what, what's he doing with him? Right. And you can see it. Like, you can actually see it at, at events where all of a sudden the driving range will get quiet and everybody's turning out and looking and want to see what we're up to, right? And then they see where we are and they're like, okay, these guys are here to play, right? Yeah. Right. So, our motto, I mean, excuse my French, our motto is that we got that mindset is that we're here. Nobody wants us here, right? Yeah. And in theory, they don't want us here. Why the fuck not us? Right this time, right now. Yeah. Why not us? I've seen that on some of your posts. <laughs> yeah. WTF. Oh, yeah. Why yeah, yeah, not yeah. us? That's right. Yeah. So that's our mindset is that, you know, we they want a show. Let's give them a show. Let's get on a show. Let's compete. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. You talk about Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently saw you, you. You and him went out to California. Oh, yeah. Played in a, a tournament. I forget the name of it. But he's in Q School. Yes. What, what is, talk a little bit about that. So Q, not, Q School is the level to try to get your touring card on a so he's already on the APT, which is kind of like the sophomore level of, you know, professional golf. We're trying to bump up a level. Uh, Q school is, that's a grind, man. I mean, four rounds of just your best versus my best, let's go. Yeah. Right? And it's and it's high stakes, basically. So you got guys who are, you know, just finishing college. Uh, a couple of guys that we played with you know, on national championship teams and mm-hmm. things like that. Got guys who've lost their car trying to get their way back. So it's a it's a good mix of talented, but trying to find it kind of guys. Either you're trying to find it to go up, or you, you know you lost it and trying to get back there. Right. So it's it's just mono e mono, a grind, a grind. That's Q school. Yeah, Q school, and it's it's nationally recognized. Yeah. So every tour will do uh, where well, you can do it at least once a year. And uh-huh. You can only do it once a year, so. Uh, when you don't get picked as far as, so out of 125 players, they'll take, you know, your top 10. 
Yeah. So us, our last results were we were 38, which showed us, you know, we're close, but not close enough. Mm-hmm. So, so of course, what yes. do you, what do you, what do you feel like was missing in that, in that particular? So out of the 72 holes, yeah. um, we had 66 solid holes. We had six not so good holes. So you think about that over 72 holes in that grind. Basically, six holes coming back and forth. I'm just you can really. Look, I, I gotta pause you right. There. Yeah, yeah. So your definition of not so good, based on <laughs> our definition, of not so good, <laughs> is, a little, is a little bit different. It's a little bit different. Yeah. So let's okay, keep, just bring it down just a little bit. So, more. so I like this. I really. Yeah, no, this is great. No, no tour, no tour player is going to hit it off the map in the trees. You know, you may get one or two. Mm-hmm. So when we say not so good, basically a bogey, right? Okay. So on a on a professional level, theoretically, when you get a bogey, you're giving two shots back to the field, the par and the birdie, right? Okay. So you're already playing chase. So and these guys are good enough. The me playing tournament golf when I play, you know, very very seldomly. My theory on tournament golf is you birdie all the par fives, you get one or two back on a par four, and you par the par threes. So Real easy, sixty four, sixty five, or even really, sub really, sub really sub, sub seventy two. What do you got to think? No, that's the good though. These kids but say that say that one more time. So on the you you birdie all your par fives. Okay. You steal one or two back from par four, so that's one birdie on a par four, and then you want to par the par threes. That was the old school mindset of like tournament golf. Everybody, yeah, emphatic listening. So yeah. you want to birdie your par fives. Uh-huh. You want to try to get one, one or two birdies on par four, uh-huh. and hopefully and par the rest. Yes, and then par your par three, and then par all your par threes. Yeah. Okay, but See, now I'm going my spins on the par five. Yeah, my, that's my highest average. Yeah, the par five. Oh yeah, because it so amateur golfers they get to par five and they want to give it a little bit more, right? <clears throat> I want to I want to really like yeah. like hit this one, grip it and rip. Right, I, right. I want an eagle. Right? Yeah, but you put three solid shots together, you're still playing for birdie. Look at that. Right, of course, man. Oh yeah. So now, with that old school mindset, these kids now are not afraid of anything. So that's why you look up on leaderboards every week, and kid is twenty one and going crazy on the leaderboard because they're designed to birdie every hole. Right? It's a birdie, birdie, birdie. I want to birdie eighteen straight holes. That's what they want to do. So that's why scores have lowered, and the fear factor is not there. Yeah, no. We watched golf. Everybody used to get paired with Tiger and kind of freeze up. Right. Now all these guys have played the Tiger Woods video game. They watched them. They grew up watching Tiger, so they're not afraid. Nobody's scared of them anymore. Yeah. It's like, oh, <clears throat> excuse me. To them, it's like playing with their dad. He believes. Like <laughs> right. He's normal. <laughs> He's normal. Yeah. They, they didn't see the abnormal Tiger. Right? They didn't see. They, they didn't see the abnormal Tiger. Yeah. Yeah. They were too young to see that. They saw the Tiger that was falling down and kind of breaking down, and you know, at the tail end. Right. But. They're not scared. Yeah. Like everybody else who saw Tiger in his heyday was just like freezing up. Right? Yeah. Ernie Ellis could have had a ton of majors, but he was paired with Tiger Sorry. and fe- and feared him, right? It's yeah. a fear fact. Mm. Yeah. And these kid, kids today are not scared. Ernie right? mm. in 18? Yeah. That? Well, that's their mindset, right? Yeah. Because yeah. they're not going to hit it too far off, off the map. And then something else is that. But Rory put one in a pool a week ago. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rory, Rory's kind of struggling. He's kind of struggling with his like technique and everything. But he'll be he'll be back. Trust yeah. me. He has plenty of firepower. Um, now nowadays, 
kids are also designed to like hit numbers. They're not us as you know amateur golfers. I want to hit my seven iron 180 yards. I'm gonna swing as hard as I can to get this seven iron to go 180. Mm -hmm. But now we train kids to say, okay, hit your 150 club. Hit your, so it doesn't matter if it's a five iron or whatever. They hitting the number, the 150 club, the 160 club, the 170 club. It doesn't matter what it is. That's the club that goes that distance, right? Mm -hmm. We get in trouble a lot on the golf course when the ego gets involved. It's like, oh, it's 150 to the pin. I can get my nine iron there, and I'm trying to stretch it. That's your best hit nine iron. Why not take your eight iron, swing a little easier, and smooth it up there, right? That's real so much control, right? Yeah, so much control. So you got a good key. You might as well do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, um, your brother, you're talking about Christian. Mm -hmm. um, is he here local in Houston? Yes. So, he's uh, he's in, he used to live in, uh, out here in Montgomery. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, was it Missouri City? Now he's in Conroe, based out of Conroe. But we see each other, non-tournament weeks, we see each other twice a week for four hours at a time. So, you talk about practice regiments and mm -hmm. stuff like that. I'll block off my schedule for four hours. And then... If it's a big event that we set up you for, at yeah, okay. Yeah. And if it's a big event that we set up for some qualifiers or U.S. Open qualifiers or whatever, we'll block off the schedule. And we'll say close practices, right? Because mm -hmm. you know people come out and want to talk to us and want to see what we're up to. Yeah, we'll shut it practice down. We gotta be hyper focused, basically. It's me and him, and let's let's get after it. Right? Yeah. So you talked about with him earlier, mm -hmm. um, you know, before the, the show started. Um, you've caddied for him a few times, but you've also gone and scouted. Some of the courses. So, what does what does what does that look like? What does that entail? That so that's very detail oriented. Um, he's at the level that he's. Because you're looking. The reason why I ask that because your your lens of the game mm -hmm. is so much different than ours. Yes, and yeah. I just, I'll be yeah. personal. Mine, you know, particularly. I mean, just absolutely. He's four K. I'm telling you. I mean, it's. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting back in my seat right now. Okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm, so yeah, I'll, I'll break it down for you. Uh, tournament week when I'm out with him and we're scouting the golf course, you guys are looking tee box in. We're going backwards, right? We're going green back, so we know what shots we want to hit into the hole, right? How we're going to get there? How we're going to shape this? Right? You thinking tee box is water over here, it's tree over there, blah 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 blah. We, we already got that far down packed with the work that we've done, right? So we're working from the green back. We want to see the right quadrant of the green. On Tuesday at the tournament, the pin will be on this side, or it'll be this side, so we're working backwards. So to get to that far left pin, we want to be on the right side of the fairway, get us a better angle at it, right? So it's very much angle-driven, and we know with the track man and uh, all the other technology, we know our numbers, carry numbers. Even so, when we're on the road, like you go to a Colorado, right? We know nine iron is 160 yards for us. So in Colorado, that's 170, 175 with the altitude. We've already done all that work computer-wise, right? We've mm -hmm. translated and we know our numbers. So it's very numbers-driven. Um, and with him... My thing is, it's like somebody handed me the keys to a Ferrari, right? Okay. Right? You got a Ferrari. 
I've never driven a stick. My job is to not fuck it up and wreck it. Right, right. right. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it, we bounce ideas off each other. So, it's very much a brotherhood. We know what it feels like to be in the arena. LeBron talks about this all the time, the man in the arena, right? It's easy to, for the critics to condemn and say, you should have did this, right? You should have yeah. did that. They don't know what it feels like with that pressure on and try to hit shots. Right. And yeah. under immense pressure and yeah. just getting dialed in then. Right. right. Yeah. And I'm still <laughs> floored. You might need to relight Charlie. You feel like you could. But I'm listening. I've completely set mine down. <laughs> <laughs> like a storyteller, man. Beat me to the 19th hole. The 19th hole. I'm at the 19th hole, fellowshipping with a few folks. My game was on, so I won by a few strokes. Cognac and a few totes. We gon' talk about our views and let the news post. Whether a hole in one or a triple bogey. Sit down at the round table, get to know me. Black excellence, living holy. Golf carts get driven slowly while we picking stogies. We at the clubhouse for another episode The shoes I wear when I play day of retros I got reach out in Pebble Beach Find cigars and some leather seats And you can let us be You can meet me at the 19th 